Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And joining me on today's show to get you ready for NFL wildcard weekend is sports betting consultant, Sean Lockhart. But first, I want to do a follow-up on the conversation we had in the last podcast about live betting odds. And during the New Year's Day bowl games, I was very active in following the live betting lines. And here's some things that I learned that stood out to me. So during the Michigan versus Alabama game, the line was Alabama minus seven. And Alabama comes out, scores first, go up seven nothing with a big play strike. And just like that, the live betting line moved up to, to Michigan plus 14 and a half. That is a seven and a half point swing. Boom, just with one score. But then guess what happened? Michigan ended up taking the lead in the second quarter going up 10-7 on Bama, and I saw the line as low as Alabama minus one and a half. So here's the opportunity. Here's what you could have done is taken Alabama minus one and a half and Michigan plus 14 and a half. And here's the scenarios of how this could have played out. If Alabama wins by one or Michigan wins, you end up splitting the bets and losing the juice. If Alabama wins by between 2 and 14 points, you win both. If Alabama wins by 15 or more, you win one bet and you split the juice or you lose the juice. So just like that, you're in a really good scenario where the downside, not really that big. With this strategy of middling, it's not very sexy. But what you're doing is playing the percentages and trying to give yourself the best opportunity to have a positive outcome. And here's another example from the Rose Bowl where Wisconsin was a three-point favorite going into the game. And guess what? Oregon scores first to go up 7 nothing in the first quarter. And just like that, the live betting number went to Oregon minus three and a half. So I even tweeted out, hey, if you like Wisconsin, you can now get them at plus three and a half. But guess what happened just a few minutes later? Wisconsin runs back that ensuing kickoff for a touchdown. And just like that, boom, the live betting number goes to Wisconsin minus three and a half. So in the course of two minutes, you could have had Wisconsin plus three and a half and Oregon plus three and a half. So you got plus money on both sides of it. And guess what the final score of this game was? Oregon won by one point where you would have won both of those bets. And there is the opportunity right there. Those are two perfect examples of how the live betting lines changed so quickly where you could have given yourself a positive outcome just by following the lines. So what I noticed with all of this is that the live odds swing the most with the first score of the game as well as in the first quarter. So for me, that's where I'm keeping my eye on in terms of opportunity. And I can guarantee you that this is going to be part of my strategy moving forward, incorporating more in-game live action because the lines aren't as sharp as they are 
before the game. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? And joining me to help you be a more informed better for NFL wildcard weekend is sports betting consultant, Sean Lockhart. You can follow him on Twitter at Bear. Sean, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. NFL playoffs, best time of the year. We got four games to jump into. Definitely excited for it this weekend. So what I want to start with is your mindset for betting the NFL playoffs because similar to college football bowl action, I think there's one main difference, and that's the lack of games because typically we're going to have upwards of 16 games to choose from, and we're not betting on every single one of them. But here we've only got four games this weekend. Most of us are going to be betting on almost all of the games. So it's a little bit of a different mindset, and you also need to be aware of it with your bankroll. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the overall mindset of betting the playoffs. These lines are tight. As you mentioned, there's only four games. When I'm betting a board, I, I like to look at college basketball nowadays. There's 100 games on Saturday. When there's only four NFL games, though, these lines are super tight. I think it's rare you saw both all the totals tick up. So I think those lines got a lot sharper, too. But I would recommend – I'll probably be betting a lot of these games, but you do not have to bet every game because they're on TV. And these lines are probably going to be very close. So I might not be betting as high as I do as well when there's 16 games to pick from or a bigger sample size at least. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's how you can manage your bankroll. You can still have action, just don't have as much action because these wouldn't be your four best plays that you would put more units on like you normally would in a given week. So let's start with the first game. Texans laying two and a half at home, taking on the Buffalo Bills over under in this game, 43 and a half. And the perception of the Texans is that they're good enough to win the AFC or they can lose to any team. So let's dig a little bit deeper on this. On the season, the Buffalo Bills plus 55 point differential. But on the other side, the Texans minus seven. They are the only negative point differential team in the playoffs. Texans one in five against the spread as a home favorite. Bills 4-0-2 as a road dog. And my wife is from Buffalo. I'm an adopted member <laughs> of Bills Mafia. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills here. But all year I've been looking for opportunities to fade the Texans because every year it's, oh, the Texans are so good. Shiny object, shiny object. And what happens? They find a way to falter. So for me, I'm going to be on Buffalo. I haven't laid the action yet. What are your thoughts? It's understandable. The Bills are the darling. That's, I understand this line move. The Bills 9-6-1 and one against the spread on the season. You look at these two teams, yards per play, DVOA, the Bills are better. That's why this makes sense that they're a favor, or a road, I should say a short road dog. To make an argument for the Texans is tough. The Texans are very hard to back. I will say this about the Bills, though. They have played a very easy schedule against teams that rush the ball well. That's how you beat the Bills, is you run the ball. So I do think the Texans can have some success there. And what I will also say 
This Texans defense, they're 27th in defensive efficiency. They're terrible. But they are going to get J.J. Watt back in spot situations, supposedly. When he got hurt, that's when their defense really fell off a cliff. Now that the number is below three, I might find myself backing the Texans. It's going to be ugly, but I might find myself fading the general consensus on the Bills. It is Josh Allen's first career playoff start. That's a profitable angle is when fading a quarterback making his first start on the road. But I am there with you. The Bills are the better team on the season. But this might be a spot where I think there might be some value now in the Texans now the number is below three. All right, so let's move on to the next game. we got Patriots laying five at home, taking on the Titans over-under in this game, 44. And the very first thing that I wrote down about this game is simple. Ryan Tannehill versus Tom Brady. So often in playoff betting, it's you're backing quarterbacks, you're backing coaches, various things. And if you want to sit there and say to yourself, all right, if the Patriots were to win and cover this game, how in the world would it happen? You would say, well, you took Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Of course, this hasn't been a typical Tom Brady season. And there's just something in me right now that the Patriots play for the playoffs. They're almost like the Spurs or a team like that where you sort of throw the regular season out in theory. And right now everybody likes the Titans, and we're going to say this is the demise of the Patriots. And while we can see all of that right there, my little spider sense just says Tom Brady versus Ryan Tannehill. What are your thoughts? That is the narrative that the Patriots are dead. I love that you went over that. And this is the spot to back the Titans. And I've been, I've been selling on the Patriots all year. Some of my biggest bets have been against the Patriots. And the Ravens crushed them. And they also didn't cover against the Bills in week one. Tom Brady, the way you get to him is you put pressure on the quarterback. The Titans necessarily don't do that. And then when you look at the Titans, you have to definitely compare. Obviously, only Tannehill starts. Throw out those other stats when Mariota was starting. Tannehill has only faced one of the top ten defenses in the NFL. The Patriots have a very, very good defense. I've been selling on the Patriots all season. This might be a spot that where I think the number might be a little low or maybe get in that money line involved in something. But it won't surprise me if I'm backing the Patriots, Bill Belichick, the GOAT Tom Brady, a week to prepare for this Titans team. I'm probably with you. I'll probably be on the Patriots this weekend as well. And here's the thing. The Titans haven't exactly been crushing. So they no. beat a second-string Texans team. But what were the games before that? They lost to the Saints, and they lost to the Texans, two playoff teams. So I'm like what you were saying, I'm a little bit skeptical of the Titans, who, by the way, their defense 20th against the pass. What I'm actually looking for in this game is the over. Why is that? The Titans are 9-1 to the over in Tannehill's 10 starts, and Patriots hit the over in each of the last three. So I am on the over in this game. Okay, okay. So, let's move on over to the NFC. We've got the Saints laying seven and a half, taking on the Vikings over under on this game, 49 and a half. And let's do the exact same exercise. Kirk Cousins versus Drew Brees. And what's the challenge here? Is big game Kirk Cousins or a lack thereof? Dalvin Cook's coming back from injury. Um, but the thing in this game Everybody loves the Saints. The Saints are just riding high. So you're buying peak Saints. So are they overvalued? They're also coming off a blowout win of the Panthers. And the biggest challenge I have in this game is the line. It's more than a touchdown for a team 
that we think is good, but I don't think I trust either side. I believe in the Saints a lot more, but it's just the number is just big. It's a large number, and both of these teams, you couldn't end the season any different. Obviously, the Saints won three straight games by, I think, an average 23 points per game. Vikings stumbled, losing three of, or only winning three of five. Dalvin Cook coming back is a huge asset, though, huge. I think they definitely were stumbling because they lost him. He was leading the NFL in rushing yards. The Vikings defense definitely struggles a bit on the road. I Like you said, you like the over in the Titans-Patriots. I kind of like the over here. I know the narrative of Kirk Cousins against good teams. Now he's going to struggle. However, they run a play action. They go for big plays. I think the Saints will be tested. I think the Saints are going to give up big plays. And I think the Saints are going to put up a lot of points. So the way you attack Drew Brees is you kind of blitz and get pressure up the middle. It's kind of a shorter quarterback. You get in his face. The Vikings put pressure on the sides. They have good edge rushers. And he, he's got good peripherals. He'll sit in that pocket, dissect them with some short passes. I'd probably lean to the over. I look at this number. I think it is a little bit high. The world's going to be on the Saints. But it's going to be hard for me to back the Vikings. I think I would rather maybe look at the point total, hit the over here, and just stay away from a side in this game. Yeah, and the, the, I like what your thought process is. My default as a contrarian better would be immediately going for the Vikings. More than a touchdown on the road, sign me up for that. But I just don't feel comfortable with it, also because I'm doing a playoff fantasy league. And what did I do is I stacked a lot of Saints because this year there is not a surefire, oh, this team's going to make it because – Baltimore, Kansas City, and the AFC. And the NFC, God knows who could come out of there. There's a myriad of good teams there. So other vested interests, I don't want to be sitting there being like, oh, I'm backing the Vikings, but oh, by the way, I've got so much action on the side for the Saints. So let's get to the last game. We got the Eagles at home taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks, two-point road favorites over under in this game, 45 and bells going off everywhere for me on this one. So you're telling me there is a home favorite in the playoffs. Hmm. So let's dig a little bit deeper on this because I don't think I've exactly been in love with the Eagles this season. Their play, they just sort of stumbled there. Everyone's like, this is the worst division in football. And the Seahawks, everyone's darling. And think about the narrative of the Seahawks 49ers game. 49ers get out big early, and everyone's like, oh, man, the Seahawks, they're just smoking mirrors. They're not it. But then what happens? Second half, Russell Wilson leads them down. They could potentially beat the 49ers. It doesn't happen. So all of a sudden, the loss to the 49ers ends up being a perception win for the Seahawks, or at least on the national level of things. So people think the Seahawks are really good, but really where they've been good this year is in close games. They're winning the games that the Lions and the Chargers lose of, of why they're good. So let's dig another level deeper, point differential. On the season, Seahawks only plus seven, Eagles plus 31. For me, I've been looking for opportunities to not be on the Seahawks, and I think there's a potential here with them giving points on the road. It's interesting to see, and it's also the only rematch. These teams, two teams played a couple of weeks ago. It is the only rematch out of all the playoff teams. But it is whenever you see a road team as the favorite, it, it, scares, it scares all sharp betters or smarter betters. It just doesn't look right. And 
these are two teams I've been selling on throughout the end of the season. Just Eagles with injuries, as you mentioned. Seahawks, their defense. Their defense is terrible. 26th in overall defense. But you attack Seattle by throwing the ball. And Carson Wentz right now has been struggling to throw the ball. His, his whole receiver, they're very injured. But he has struggled to throw the ball this season. Russell Wilson's been a magician in close games. I think you're going to see a close game. It's very hard for me to fade Seattle, especially when you look at the Eagles. Yes, they finished 4-0. But, yeah, as you mentioned, they swept the NFC East, which was the lowest, lowest division. And then Seattle stumbled. They went 1-3, but they were playing against the NFC West, which is one of the tougher divisions. Uh, this game, to me, is a complete coin flip, and I have not come to a consensus on it. But it is hard for me to be in a game, a close game, where maybe Russell Wilson has the ball, two minutes left, driving down the field. That's not a situation I necessarily want to be on. So it wouldn't uh, – it's a tough one. But I think I'm leaning a little bit Seattle right now. But I I never generally bet road favorites, especially in the playoffs. But that's that's where I'm at right now. It's it's a tough game. That's why I think you've seen that line moving. It's very close to a pick. So the good news is there's a variety of different ways to chop up and potentially bet on games. So let's get to our six-point teaser of the week. And you know what I'm doing? Give me the Eagles plus eight. Because now all of a sudden we've just crossed two key numbers. So if I'm getting eight at home, sign me up for that. And what I'm also going to do is add on the Bills plus eight and a half, also crossing two key numbers. So remember, I wanted to fade the Texans and I like the home dog, but the numbers themselves, they're a little bit small. Give me this little six point buffer here. It also crosses two key numbers. And fundamentally, I like getting points in the playoffs with points in in general. Uh, I really thought about making this a three-teamer with the Vikings because it's it's the most obvious thing. I was like 13 and a half, but it's the most uncomfortable game for me because fundamentally, boom, I should be able to take the points, but I don't feel like I can trust Kirk Cousins. So because of that, I did not include that in mind. What about you? What's your six-point teaser? I like that because the Saints do have blowout potential. Uh, if I, was, I would definitely agree with the Eagles getting over a touchdown at home. You, you have to throw them in a teaser if you are looking at a tease. Um, and also the Patriots, if they're at five right now, I mean, you never tease through zero. But if I was looking, I mean, you got them right to just basically winning. Uh, if I was a teaser parlay, maybe like a money line parlay, Patriots, Saints, square bears, totally square. But I think that's what if I was looking at buying points or a money line parlay or teasing, maybe a Patriots, Saints parlay. Uh, that is probably money line probably I said, where I'd be leaning there. But I love teasing the Eagles. I love your, where you went with that. That's right on the line. And Bills, I, I'd be there with you too. But I think we're getting into our uncomfortable bet next. And I think my uncomfortable bet is going to be the Texans. So I, I got a root for the Texans. I don't think I can throw the Bills in there. So I just want to reiterate a point that you made in doing the Patriots and Saints. And one of the things that we did all year was our big Mick money line parlay of the week where we were taking big favorites and just stacking them all together. And the thing is, it was a very profitable strategy, 10 and four on the year we went with it. So this is a simple way where you say, all right, these numbers, not exactly my favorites, but boom, you put these bad boys together. You can get something that perceptionally seems a little bit easier to win. So actually let's get to the uncomfortable bet of the week. And for me, I don't actually have a bet, but more the game. And for me, it's the Saints Vikings line at seven and a half because I would feel uncomfortable on both sides on the Saints side. I don't like laying seven and a half. That's just a lot. But on the flip side, I don't feel comfortable because as you said, there is blowout potential. So that would be my uncomfortable game 
But do you have an uncomfortable bet? My uncomfortable bet is definitely the Texans because nothing about betting the Texans is comfortable, especially even when they're at home. That backing that defense makes me completely uncomfortable. But as I said, this is about numbers. The number has dipped below a field goal. They just got to win. I, I would take the Texans. It's going to be very uncomfortable, but that's where I'd go for this weekend for sure. Which is a very fantastic segue to our pick a loser segment where our goal <laughs> is to put our contrarian hat on and identify a team that we believe is a losing bet. And for me, that is the Houston Texans. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to be on the lookout for that line to get to three because I'm seeing right now the – the minus two and a half is getting juiced up there. So mm -hmm. it's on the precipice of getting to three for the sanctity of this podcast, because it's not out there yet. I'm going to have to give it at Texans minus two and a half as my loser, but know that I would be waiting on this to try and be on the bills plus three as my loser. What about you? I definitely think you'll see that three pop. So definitely wait for that. My pick of losers got to be the Titans. As we talked about, the big story of the Patriots being dead. They're done. Tom Brady needs to retire. They're a very public, public dog. I think I'd lay it with the Patriots minus five. Or, I mean, the pick of loser would be Titans plus five. I think everyone sees that as easy money. And uh, I, I wouldn't bet against Brady and Belichick and Foxborough. I think they're going to deliver come this week. So to do a quick recap, for me, my six-point tees are Eagles plus eight, Bills plus eight and a half. My pick-a-loser is Texans minus two and a half. What about you? Let's do a quick recap of what you like. So my tees would be a Moneyline Parlay, would be the Square Bear Patriot Saints Moneyline Parlay. My pick-a-loser would be the Titans plus five. And my um, – the uncomfortable bet is the Texans, minus two and a half. It's, that's your pick a loser. It makes a lot of sense because I'm not comfortable with it, Rob, but I definitely will take that uh, minus – under three, minus two and a half. I also need to add that I am on the over 44 in the Patriots-Titans game. I forgot about that action. So, Sean, I enjoy following you on Twitter. Where can everybody connect with you? At the real Papa Bear, D-A real P-A-P-A -P -A Bear on Twitter. Always down to answer any gambling questions, anything you need, advice. I'm there for you. I give out free picks all the time as well. And I want to hear from you. What is on your NFL wild card weekend card? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy and make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community and also make sure to tag at covers. And it is a brand new year. It is a year of thanks and giving. And I want to say thanks to all of you who have ride, who have rode with us at the Sharp 600, who subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. When you show us love, we will show you some love. Also, make sure to check into, check into Bet America, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And remember, if you want to be a Sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of the devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.